old preachers, self-ordained preachers. They do to manipulate the minds of the people who come and then and then that becomes a displeasing act to God. But before that, I did not know I'm, 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 I'm really burdened with one thing to tell you. How many of you understand the, the purpose of Shabbat? Please don't come back to me telling that it is Old Testament. The importance of Shabbat, I'm deeply impressed in my spirit to tell you this. How many of you know that what is Shabbat? The definition of Shabbat, you know that six days of working and seventh day are resting. According to Exodus chapter 28 to 11, the Shabbat is uh, told to be asked to be kept as holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is Shabbat to the Lord your God. Shabbat is not for people, it is for to the Lord your God. And what is the need in that Shabbat? On it, you shall not do any work. Somebody say, you shall not do any work. Exodus chapter 28 onwards. So, you shall not do any work. Who? You. Okay? Or your son, or your daughter, or your main servant, or your female servant. That is conditional. Yeah. Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 onwards. Okay? This is conditional. Shabbat is towards God. And that day, okay, go, night. It is to be kept holy six days you shall work but the seventh day happens to be Saturday okay you have to abstain from doing work what is the seventh day you need to do the seventh day is Shabbat the rest day otherwise called Shabbat is called as the rest day of the Lord your God six days God worked and seventh day he rested in it you shall do no work. No work in the sense you shall not do any work that gives you any kind of monetary, any kind of any kind of profit to you. Okay. If you go into uh, Amplified Bible, you can see these explanations also. Nor your son, who you means the one who reads. Suppose you are not married. I believe that. Okay. Nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle. In the book, the Shabbat day, not even cattle, the, the donkeys, the horses, the buffaloes, the cows, the sheep, the goats, nothing should go for. They can eat. It doesn't say it's work, means don't, don't eat. No, you can eat. But they do not do any profitable work. That brings a profit to themselves. Nor your stranger who is within your gates. Means if, a, if, a, if you have a 
guests in your home, they should also abstain from doing any productive work that brings profit to themselves. Okay, now, 11. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Shabbat day and hallowed it. So in the Old Testament, Shabbat is the sixth day. Okay? But in New Testament, after Jesus coming into this earth, and after that, it is the Shabbat day is replaced. Shabbat day is what? Rest day. So Shabbat Saturday we are not celebrating, but we are celebrating what? When? Monday. Why we celebrate? Matthew chapter... Sorry, Mark chapter 2, 28. Mark chapter 2, 28. Therefore, the Son of Man is also Lord of Shabbat. Who is the Lord of Shabbat? Who is the Lord of Shabbat? Jesus. Jesus Christ. So, after that explanation, so what we start doing? We start worshipping on the Son of Man who is the Lord of Shabbat. And what Jesus said? Jesus said, I have not come to break the law. Okay? I have not come to break the law. I have come to fulfill it. Okay? I have come to fulfill it. And the Bible very clearly says, what? so Matthew chapter 5, 17 to 19. Matthew chapter 5, 17 to 19. So understand that Shabbat is sixth day. We to worship on the Lord's day. That is Sunday. And you know that. Why? The resurrection of Jesus Christ happened on Sunday. The Holy Spirit was given on Sunday. The first church was born on Sunday. All that is there. Do not think that I came to destroy the law of the prophets. I did not come to destroy but to fulfill. So what is there? 18. For assuredly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one little will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. So Jesus has not come to break any law. He has come to fulfill it. And now who is the law? The, who is the Lord of Shabbat? Jesus is the Lord of Shabbat. Okay? So we, we start worshipping. In New Testament what we do? The Old Testament people worked for six days and they rested on seventh day, Saturday. But we rest on the first day and work on rest of the sixth day. We begin with God and work. What I'm trying to say. So who is the Lord of Sunday? Whom we are worshipping on Sunday? Come on. Come on. Okay. Why everybody is looking here and there? I have given you biblical references. Who is the Lord of Shabbat? Jesus. Jesus Christ. Okay. And I want to tell you the days may have changed, but the principle remains the same. Maybe 
Saturday or Sunday, and I don't have any argument about it. I'm not saying Saturday worshiping is wrong or Sunday is good. I'm not into that argument. Okay, not telling that argument. What Jesus said, I'm not to come, not to, I have not come to break the law. I have come to fulfill it. And the Son of Man is the Lord of Shabbat. So in the sat Sunday, when we come, whom we are worshiping? Jesus, we are worshiping. Does the principle change? No. In that day, you, your siblings, your son, your daughters, your main servant, your female servant, your cattle, your business should be on rust. That's how we resist the Holy Spirit. Sunday we are very busy. Can you keep Jesus aside and go for a business on Sunday? Jesus never came to, to break the law, but by doing that, what we do? We break the law. We break the principle. I'm not talking about the eating the food or cooking the food or that. No, anything that is profitable that we do to earn money for ourselves, that is prohibited to be done on the day of Shabbat. And if any one of you, you are doing that, let me blindly say, not blindly, let me clearly say that is a dead word. That's why you go on Sunday for some business. On the way, Jose says that you earn the money you put in your pocket and the pocket is what? The pocket is uh, no, uh, warm and the money goes. Next day you have some sickness and you go to hospital. Why? Because you compromised with the Lord of Shabbat. Anything that is profitable to you, anything that brings profit to you, that it should be not be done on the day of Shabbat. Okay? That should not be done on the day of Shabbat. Let me also give you one more word, then you can understand whether I am right or not right. Okay, that's an Isaiah, but I'm missing that, that particular word. And in that, in the book of the ESV translation says, if you do anything on your own way that is going to be an abomination to you. So this is something that I am having in my spirit to encourage you and people when you do not want to come to Sunday to worship God, the Lord of Shabbat and get yourself indulged into things of the world that profits you. It can be meeting your girlfriend or boyfriend that profits you. God is the Lord of Shabbat. Sunday is the day that you begin with the Lord. Okay? I'm not just selling it to make you smile or laugh. Be careful when you smile. Be careful when you, you laugh. Because God is the God of Shabbat. You cannot dishonor Him and then go for anything else that profits you on that day. It's good you come together and worship in a private place. It's okay. But if that is anything, let you go back to Exodus. It says you, your children, your spouses, your male servants, your female servants, your cattle, all things. That means you can say, why cattle said? 
Catalyst them. Why catalyst them? Because your business, catalyst your job, it is your business. You need to keep that day on rest. Let be you be in peace with God and begin rest of the days will be a blessing. Begin with him. That's why the Bible says, Matthew says, what it says, 633 says, seek first his kingdom. Not later. Not on the seventh day. First to seek his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things that six days you wanted to you wanted to labor and expecting that you will get it. People of the world, they labor. But when you seek my kingdom and righteousness, all these things shall come unto you, says the God of heaven. Learn something today. Learn something today. Repent from that dead work. When you start compromising on Sunday for some business, some other thing, and don't want to come to worship the Lord of Shabbat. He never changed. He was yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is the same. Malachi says, the God of heaven never changes. Jesus was not an ex parte when he, when the Ten Commandments came. He was the same God, the triune God. So please, 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 young people. The years to come when you become businessmen, entrepreneurs, or working people, begin with God. Sundays, separate for His worship. Sundays, keep your business. You know, keep your business on 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 a rest. Say, Lord, I wanted to labor six days, but to begin with You. Say first, my kingdom. Can I hear an amen from somebody? Yeah. I'm not pinpointing anybody. I'm not showing finger to anybody. I'm just speaking the truth. The Spirit of God is speaking to you. You know, I cannot tap on you and say, it's okay, God understands. God understands before I could ever say that God understands. Because you are known to him before you were born in your mother's womb. I never, I even today don't know your father's and mother, your father, your dad's and your mom's name. But God of heaven knew in which family you will grow, you will be born. And that God knows the, the single iota of your life. Don't resist him and don't replace him. The so-called prophet, prophets and so-called teachers will all will come to you say, you go work, but bring money to my table. Genuine prophets will not say that. Genuine preachers will not teach that. You have to honor God. I'm not talking about Jesus who is a miracle worker in the New Testament, but the Bible confirms that Jesus is the Son of Man who is the Lord of Shabbat. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You learn something? Amen. No matter how much money you can earn, no matter how much wealth you can get on Sunday, say no. I'm not saying to all of them, but maybe some people, those who are working, they may have ship jobs like that and all like that. But one day is necessary for a rest. You know, my company. Our company's rest day now is Monday. Here it was Thursday. But I worked extra hours 
and kept all these years Sunday as my holy day, my weekly off. All these years, I never worked on Sunday, though my company, my factory works on all Sundays. Because that was my priority. What is your priority? I challenge you, young people, don't get deceived by the pressures of the world. You know, and you sometimes, you know, when you wanted to do, when you, how many of you understood that when you want to pray that time, many calls will come. When you want to, you want to rest on Sunday, that day you will get more business. And the greatest and the toughest word that you have to use on Sunday is what? No. What is? No. Every human being in earth struggle to say this toughest word. What is that? No. Oh, God understands I will need this Sunday. Let it be. Lord, I will replace one Sunday is gone. You cannot never replace the time. You cannot go back to the last Sunday and do the things that you are supposed to do. Keep Shabbat holy. One of the meaning of holy is what? Praise? Different. Jesus God said, I am holy. Means what? I am different from among all of the other who came before me. And as I am different, as you follow me, you be different from all those who follow the other gods and things of the world. Keep it holy. Hallelujah. Let us go into the seventh point of dead work. This is not the, into the dead work point, but I am telling if you are compromising on Sundays and doing profitable business, job or things which are, if there is if, if, if there is not replaceable, it's unforeseen that I'm, I'm not saying. If you're sick, I'm not saying about it. But anything that is profitable, you are doing. And you are not careful about observing the shadow. That is a dead word as well. Okay. What was the first dead word? Somebody loudly please say. The things that we do without joy. Second, I think you need to keep writing in next time onward. So uh, I will, I will uh, you know, save some time. Second, the work done without love. Third, work with, done without zeal for God and house of God. Fourth. Not faith. What done without faith? Without faith. Okay? You do it, but no faith. Faith? Yes. What done for personal gain? Sixth. What done to seize the cry of your conscience? You know? Your conscience bites you sometimes. Hey, today you have not read Bible. So you quickly go and read the Bible. And satisfies yourself. Oh, today I am holy before God. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Seventh. Deuteronomy chapter 28. I am not going to. Next two points are from Deuteronomy chapter 28. But I am not going to read all those words. Chapter 28, 15. I do not know because in Shabbat I 
explain Shabbat I already took 28 minutes. So I don't know how much minute I will be having. But it shall come to pass. If you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God. To observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes which I command you today. That all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Please read. So what was God, Jehovah, telling people of Israel? Whatever I command you today, if you do not obey, the curses will come. And then 16 onwards to I think 44 or something like that, that much curses are specified in rest of the words. And the Israelites used to do things just because to escape the curses from God. So the seventh word, seventh dead work is this, work done by the fear of divine judgment. Just because you want to escape from divine judgment of God, you do certain things without having love for God. Am I reaching you? I want to tell you in the Old Testament, that was the only way Jehovah could ever discipline Israelites. The only way. He used to say, do it or die. Do or die. Right? If that would have happened today, most of us were already in the coffin box and went to the grave. Do or die. The only way the Old Testament time Israelites were disciplined by God was telling them, if you do not obey me, you are going to see the punishment. And how, many, how, how many of you ever received that kind of instruction from your parents? Did it? You got it? You, know? you do it, otherwise no demand. Have you all got it? You do it, no celebration of birthday. No. I promised you Christmas new suit. No, nothing going to happen. But then what you do, Ryan? Just because of judgment fear, you kept doing that. No? I want to say when you obey God because of fear of punishment from God, that is equal to disobedience. Because you need to obey God because of love towards Him. Not just because He is punishing us. Judgment is last, but today He is loving us. And that's why we do not uh, careful about uh, following Jesus. You know? What is Jesus said in John 14, 15? John, the Gospel, chapter 14, 15. If you love me, obey my commandments. What is that? If you love me, keep my commandments. Some translation says obey my commandments. If you, if, 
His lesson says, if you fear of judgment, obey my commandments. He says, if you love. Love, how love? Like your father's love. The father rebukes. Father sometimes pamper you. Sometimes he will rebuke you. Sometimes he scold you. Why? Not because he is your enemy. Because he loves you. Today we say, no, Father's Day. How many of you may have been stories to tell my father was not good to me? But how many of you can recognize today because you felt that he is not good to you, that made you a person today and you are sitting here. Maybe some out of the way, some stories would be there that would be truly not good to you. But some people, when I, some people say that I'm not in good terms with my father, that really breaks me. And you are a Christian. When you cannot have a good term with your biological father, how can you expect to have a good term with your spiritual father? Have you ever thought about it? I want to tell you, my dear children, of God, in God, it, the, more than the result, more than the manifestation, God is more interested in the motives behind what you do. It's not about how much tithe you do give. It is all about the, the motives behind the tithe you have given. What to ask? Who to ask? Okay, my son. Do you tell lie? Sometimes. Okay. Are you afraid about telling lie? Sometimes. Why? Conscience. Come on. Lovely. Consequences. Very good. Thanks for making it clear. You know, the, when we tell lie, one of the consequences that we have, sometimes somebody catch hold of me that I have no face. Right? Right? That's why Bible says don't tell lie. Bible says or not? Bible says do not lie. It's a commandment. Do not lie. So why you abstain? Why you try to abstain? Remain away? Why you try not to say a lie? Because of the fear of getting caught. That's a good discipline, that's a good intention. But if that is enough when it comes to spiritual life? No. You think that when I tell a lie, God will catch hold of me or pastors will catch hold, some prophet will say this, that. You know, sometimes we, we are very scared, we are very frightened about prophets and all like that, right? Because sometimes they may make us naked before everybody. They will tell the story everything. Okay? So what happens? I want to tell you why Jesus or God said do not lie. It is not just because you have been caught of telling a lie. God is saying do not lie because God wanted to say do not lie because that is dishonoring me. When you tell lie, you dishonor me. I've given you a reason for not telling lie. No white line, no brown line, no black line. You're going to say some 
in india there is a saying i don't know you have this saying or not if for the benefit of somebody if you lie it is not a lie god will forgive no sin is sin don't redefine it if god says no divorce no divorce no abortion no abortion no sex without marriage nothing finish don't redefine it god said do not lie why why these all things god said commandments god did and when we do that what we are trying to do what we are trying to do we are dishonoring god am i clear to you there are people who are medical science students and students and teachers here with due respect to them with humility i'm going to tell how many of you know that anger hatred unforgiveness all these things and many other list of sicknesses ailments are there which happen the, the sorry the ailments lot many other characters are there which brings rheumatic arthritis then asthma then migraine pain agree with me tuba some doctors here and tomorrow you go to a doctor and say doctor i have a migraine pain and he say hey you may be having some hatred for somebody you will immediately maybe just because the fear of death you will start loving that person but when the pastor says you will question the pastor when a servant of god stand and say brother sister repent of your hatred repent of your unforgiveness that can cause sicknesses you will never never listen to that and if i say migraine because migraine or asthma or rheumatic arthritis diabetes all these things certain types of there are many i was i just had a overlook so i don't want to name it everything but there is our our personality causes this kind of sicknesses so why then you immediately when doctor says you don't when, when i was i was told that my uric acids and my diabetes my my you know cholesterol is increasing leave the uh, sugar and the you know milk product i stopped it but my daughter used to say dad no ice cream and no for today but when doctor said i stopped it now i don't take milk products i don't uh, drink tea or coffee i don't use sugar why because doctor said if you do that you will be sick and that can cause death and fear of death made me stop immediately that attitudes but when god the spirit of god speaks to you you and me resist that things why i'm praying tell him when fear of death or fear of fear of punishment when we stop or do something that does not bring glory or honor to god it brings honor to self because you say i want to leave i want to leave it is a dead work likewise likewise you are students and some of you are working let me ask you Do you go to school or your workplace late? Mr. Wilfred, 
Linda. Tuba. Or anybody else? Those who are walking? Do you go late? No. Always go late? <laughs> okay, you are looking to him. <laughs> okay. Always go late? No. Why? Because fear of losing the job, fear of losing the attendances. But in church, there is no instant punishment. Eternity, you will see that. Let me ask you, how many of you drive motorcycle? Or scooter? Or car? Nobody. Ram. Even if you do not, I, will, I know I will lift up. You know, you put belt while running the, driving the car. You put helmet, why? To escape from the 50 rupees punishment or save your life? Come on. I see many, many African children. The, the helmet is on the tank and they are so like that going. When the police comes, they put the helmet. This is Indian culture also. That does not bring glory to God. I want to tell you. So anything that we do just because to bring a selfish fear of judgment of God is a dead work. It could be fairly upright now, but the consequences could be greater later. And that is not spirituality. You know, people say, I left the bad habit. I don't know about you. When I, I, I up to 35 years of age, I used to drink, I used to smoke. And I become, when, I, when I become a Christian, still I used to continue certain habits. Until when I came into Bible reading, when I came into one in the Corinthian, and there it says, don't you know that your body is my temple and that the Holy Spirit, if you destroy my temple, I will destroy you. There I stood up. And that was the time I knew that my body is the temple of the living God. Up till then, I thought my body is my body. I can do anything and everything with my body. Who else to talk? It is my property. But that day God said, spoke to me through the Bible, that your body is the temple of my spirit. And if you destroy it, I will destroy you. How can I destroy it? It by drinking, by doing all these things, gossiping, hatred, things, unforgiveness, not only just doing, uh, no, uh, drinking or driving, no, even thinking hatred in your heart. You are destroying the temple of the living God. And then what happened? That immediately I cried to Lord, Lord, I cannot do it and help me. And that was the day until today. I never been back to that place. Why? Because it was not the fear of judgment. It, that is the place where I understood that this body through that God has given me to honor Him and I am manipulating that body for my own gain. Beloved children of God, I want to tell you, if anything that you do by just because of the fear of judgment, 
That is a great one. Just don't do, just don't start try to live a good life to escape hell. If you are you are you are living a good life, let that life bring honor to God. Any good life that does not bring honor to God is equal to a dead one. I am talking to you today. How many of you think that I can finish? Fifteen minutes is there. The second point I will tell you because from the same chapter, so I will say. So you understood that the Israelites God punished them and told them, "I will punish you if you do not do that." And that's why that today when we were praying, the word came. I when I started saying, "We have not been consumed by God's anger, but He has shown us mercy." Amen. 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 Do you want to thank God for you are not consumed? Yes. Yes, we need to be thankful to God. Because the Bible says, the Apostle Paul says, there is nothing lives, good lives in me. But still he is faithful. Timothy says, even though we are faithless, still he is faithful. The Bible by Jesus, Bible says in Corinthians and in Old Testament, even your parents will leave you, but I will not leave you. That is how the God loves us. So don't just do things to escape the judgment of God. You, when you are a child of God, you need to know that. But Bible says that you repent and turn, that you may not be judged as the heathen is judged. You will go in front of him. What he will say, my faithful good servant, you've been faithful in the little. Come and inherit the greater thing. How many of you want to hear that? If you want to hear that, repent from your dead work. Repent from your dead work. The work that you do without joy, the work that you do without love, the work that you do without zeal of the house of the Lord or for God, the work that you do without faith in faith, the work that you do for the gaining personal gain, the work that you do just to just to confirm, to seize the cry of your conscience, just because of the fear, repent from it today and turn to God. The refreshing time of the Spirit of God will come upon you. Hallelujah. The today's church, today's young people are without the Spirit of God. That's why they are all better. The beginning when I, I was sitting back, I was just sensing in my spirit. It's not like that. We are all holy living life, but there should be we should not resist the spirit of God. We should not resist the spirit of God. That's the eighth thing. That's also in chapter 28 of Deuteronomy, verse 1. What it says, now it shall come to pass. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. Here he began with the rewards. In the verse 15 he, he started curses. If you don't do I will curse you. Here he says if you do I will obey you. So what, what happened? It is like your dad used to do. Okay do the homework I will give you a chocolate today. Sometimes your dad says, okay, bring 95% in this subject, I will give you a... No, that, those days I don't think Apple phone was there. I will give you a mobile phone. And we used to, because, because I was heart was desiring for a mobile phone, and we day and night learned, and then we somehow 90, that 90, okay, dad is compassionate, he will give you. 
And that is exactly what we're going to say. If you obey me, I will bless you. I want to tell you, just if you do, if you love God, expecting a reward from God, that is a beauty. Let me ask you, Tuba, what do you expect from me by calling me dad? Father's love. Do you expect money from me? Do you expect the inheritance from me? Then why can't we love God for the love of God than expecting a reward? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You go and tell that, Dad, I love you. Okay, what do you want? I want my mobile phone. You tell like that? No. Just love. Just love him. Okay? Children do that. And what is what is that called? It called as manipulation. How many preachers in this world are manipulating your subconscious mind and turning you to the way that they want? They are orchestrators of destruction in many spiritual for the spiritual life of many people. They live a pathetic life and then come and stand as holy people and then manipulate the minds of the people. They will not come under the subjection of any elders. That's why I tell you even also, you sometimes, I am so and so. Submit to the servant, then I will learn that you are so and so. Many people, many young people say, I am a prophet, I, am, I, am, I have a gift, but they, you do not submit to your local pastor, let it be Indian, African, American, Nepali, whatever it may be, you submit to him, then I will tell you, you are, you are a servant of God. And wait for an opportunity when the pastor gives you, rather than pushing yourself. In seven years of PSU, I have seen many such such so-called prophets, so-called anointed people. Due respect to all that anointed people. These are all those who creep into the Bible says to the houses and lead the young women and manipulate their mind and bring fear and give reward. It is like lottery. God saying, Deuteronomy 7 told, 7 people told dollars, multiply. It is a lottery. God never said so. God never said so. God said what? When you give cheerfully, you give. Generously, you give. If you keep giving generously and cheerfully, I will give you the, with the same measure, press down shaking, overflowing in your bosom. Don't go after such kind of people who sell, tell, they sell their oil and water and napkins and shoes in the name of spirituality. Don't go after such people. They are manipulators. This is not biblical. Bible never saw that Jesus sold his shoes. Other, if that time there was no AK-47, otherwise Jesus would have killed some people. That time only available was rock, so he threw them out. Saying, don't make the house of the Lord, the house of the prayer, 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 prayer house as a den of thieves. There are many den of thieves are creeping into your life. Beware of it. All spirit, test every spirit. 
All that comes in the name of the Lord is not from the Lord. And that's why very careful. In the last days, many deceivers will come. Check their lifestyle. There is a proverb in Hindi. It says that like that, in Hindi, like that, you know Hajj, Hajj, you know? Hajj means pilgrimage. The Muslims go to Mecca. That a story says, the, the cat eats hundred bat mice and then goes to pilgrimage into Mecca. Means that doing thousands of crooked things and Sunday they are very pious. Get out of that kind of people. John, first John says, don't even salute such kind of people. It's that their sin, you become, you can be punished by for their sin also. Beware of that. If the lifestyle is not speaking to you, you are not seeing their lifestyle, don't follow them. They will come with fear of God, judgment, or they will come with reward. Immediately you will be a pastor. You know, the rich ruler, what was the rich ruler came and said, Lord, what should I do to get the eternal life? He wanted to do everything to get the eternal life. When Jesus said, Sell everything and follow me. Looking to that, Peter also tempted to ask God. Tempted to ask Jesus in Matthew chapter 19, 27. Said, Lord, we also left everything. What we will get? See, Matthew 19, 27. When this rich man came and he said, Jesus said, leave everything, sell everything and follow me. Then he didn't. Then Peter immediately said, Lord, we left everything for you. What can I get it? Matthew chapter 19, 27. Then Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? Some people will call one or two students or one or two people in a room and then when they will say, give tithe to me, remember this. Tithe belongs to the Lord and it should go to the church, not to some house somewhere somebody says that I am the church. And then Jesus in Matthew chapter 21 to onwards, Jesus told about a story. Jesus said there was a... There, 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 21 onwards, Jesus said about drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethsaida on the Holy disciples. Okay, two. Go into the village opposite to you and immediately we will find a donkey and all like that story he said and then he was saying one day, one story he was saying that when he went, he could see a vineyard and people were not having any work and he asked why he was standing there nobody no, nobody uh, hired us he said go and i will give you this much money so they went and then again the master came he saw in the afternoon there were some more people standing he said why you are not standing no work no work nobody hired me okay go and give you some money but in the evening time the dawn time one hour before he came then still there were some people the bible says that time the master never given them any agreement of money he said Go and work. Okay? And what happened when the dawn came, when their time to pay, repay, he called the last people to who were working. And what he gave? He gave them, suppose 
the hundred rupee, hundred dollar agreed for the day. He gave the one hour people, the people who worked for one hour, hundred dollar, and then the half day work people also got hundred dollar, and the full day work people also got hundred dollar, and the hundred dollar people got no, they got upset and he asked, "What should I? What can I do?" But Jesus Master said, "It is my property. I don't I have the right to do what I expect." And then it says, "The last will be first, and the first will be last." What was Jesus saying? Jesus saying to every laborer of the word of God, "If you are looking for the reward or payment that you are going to receive from working for the Lord, you will be the last to get what the people who come." And just serve me, get the same reward, but they will get first. You will be the last. Reward may be the same. You went into twenty-one. It is actually twenty-one to chapter twenty. Seven years still, I am learning how to speak English. All labor initially employed were with a commitment of salary. Today you go into a ministry. First thing, get is that you know in America and all they appoint pastors, they give salaries, they keep they are paid like uh, the president of America. They have jet planes. Do you think like that Jesus could have? Not Jesus would have must have had that such kind of luxury when he was because he was the God of heaven he could do anything. But Jesus walked hundred miles by foot and preached the gospel. All of his lifetime, his walk in the Jerusalem and surrounding was hundred miles west north. Everything was in hundred miles. What I am trying to tell. What I am trying to tell. If you are thinking about many pastors, many people call up and they say, "Pastor, we want to we want to start a ministry. What support I can get?" Forget that ministry because they are not here to serve the Lord. They are seeking by serving by that is what I started last Sunday saying, having the form of God. Away from the power, it's a stomach problem, not this problem. Serving is no more this. I want to tell you. I want to tell you. I say, think about the African American pastors too. The kind of manipulation and tormentizing they do, or Indian or any pastors, you will find very few pastors who are genuine. Prophets, but money is needed. But what God said, every laborer deserves wages. If I am laboring for the word of God, this word of God will provide for me. I will not look to Him whether He can provide for. Me. If I am called by God, God will provide for. Me. That was the two prayer in 1998. I prayed two prayer. One prayer was what what. I will not stretch my hands to anybody in this world except you. Till today, praise God. I have never stretched my hand. Second thing, I want to die when I will serve. When I am serving you, I don't want to lie on the bed. No man, I know that 
accidents, anything can happen, but I will not die. My death will be when I am preaching. I will be able to preach. I'm talking to you. Many, many people this thing these days, it is the stomach problem, food, clothes, this thing. And see, I want to ask you questions. You also know that. See the condition, the wealth of the pastors that you are acquired in your countries and see the pathetic condition of the followers. They still starve for food. I want to tell you, praise God, that you have a good cloth in your, in your body. Some of them, those who have left and passed a degree and went back and they sent their family photos. I am really, really, sometimes I cried because the way that family is dressed, what they showed here and what different is their, their reality. My mother, she has to go and sell products to somewhere, but we here bringing and dancing and womanizing. Come on, church, you need to repent. God will judge you. I'm not putting pressure on you. I'm trying to tell you. I have seen my children. You know, God willing, next year I'm planning to go for African tour. Okay, I want to see how my children are living. They said to me, what is happening? Dad, I'm struggling. My parents sold out everything and they have no money. Now it is me. They invested everything on me and today I'm jobless. I cannot help my family. And you, they sell their cloth even. They sell their cloth even and they sell their property and send you money. You go on drug. You go for womanizing. You go for alcoholism. You buy bike and die. Come on, repent from that dead work. Very painfully I am telling you. Don't dishonor your parents. Their sacrifices, don't put it in air. You know, some of them are left here three years before they are still without job. Three years before. Graduated. Having the Paru University certificates. But no job. Right, Mr. President? Right, I am. We need to repent. You need to repent. If you walk joyfully and cheerfully without any expectation, what you will get then you will be the first in the kingdom of God. What is the dead work? Dead work is the work that you do to get reward. The only work that pleases God is the work that you don't do with joy, love, zeal, by faith, with 100% consciences and uh, love for God. With all of that, you need to work. You know, he is looking for work done in love, not on conversion. What is 1 Corinthians 13, 1 and 3, 1 to 3 says, with that I am closing. I'm sorry because I become a little bit emotional because of my children's conditions. It was painful to me. Please, I apologize for if anybody got hurt of that, so I'm so sorry. But it is the truth of I'm spoken. It can be your condition. 
Don't think that tomorrow will be a... I, I always say, if you surprise today, tomorrow will come with a surprise to you. Surprise today means what you have to do today, you are not doing, then tomorrow will come to you. What you should get, you will never get it. What it says? 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 1, 2, 3. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, I have become sounding brass or a climbing cymbal. Two. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Three. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. God is looking for you to serve Him and serve His people with love. Not expecting reward, not fear of judgment, but with love. Am I talking to you this evening? There is a need of repentance from the works. Shabbat need to be hallowed and it should be obeyed and be holy. Keep it holy. Lord, this day you are given, I want to begin with you. And I know that rest of my days will be you will be controlled by you. When I come under your control, you will control my controls. You know, this is like that. Somebody, some people say that the Lord is no, the Lord is in the steering of my car, like that. No? He is steering. But the problem is that we give the steering, but we don't give the seat. Or you guide me, but don't I will I will handle it. If there is something that you are doing because of fear of judgment, repent it to me. If there is something that you are trying to do just because suspecting something wrong, repent for me. And two more things, I think seven, eight I said now, eight I said two. Next Sunday. Okay, after that, we will be having an altar call. And then I will allow you to speak to the Lord. And the Spirit of God, I will be praying that Spirit of God may convict you. And expect next Sunday, all of you meditate and study these eight points again and again. And take a stock of your life where you really need a repentance. None of us are holy. None of us are perfect. If you rebel against God, you rebel against your parents, you dishonor your parents. Just because you send a message saying, I love you, Dad, does that on Father's Day? All other days he is your enemy. Father's Day in the social media, you need to have reputation so you will post, love you, Dad. But no love in heart. Normally fathers never get love. Never get up appreciation. I want to challenge you. 
This should be your foundation. The word of God. Don't be associated with manipulators of the word of God. I always say, so I got a, I, 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 I got a Timothy ministry, I will ask, where is the Paul? Oh, no, 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 I was sleeping, I all of a sudden got a revelation that God said, I am called by you. That should be confirmed by somebody. You should be Timothy, you know, I told you last time, Timothy lived with Paul for how many years? Almost 27 to 28 years according to the theological information. 27 years, he was in the prison, there also he was with him. If you are a Timothy, you want to, you are a Barnabas or you are, where is your Paul? Don't come to me and say that I, 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 I submit to three servants of God over me. There is three servants of God over me. I submit to them. They watch over me. They listen to my messages. They correct me. Sometimes, sometimes they rebuke me. In the initial stage, they rebuke me. But with the love. Today, I want to tell you something to God. I'm not telling that you go under some discipleship, become mentor to somebody or not. No. But first of all, obey God. Submit to His Spirit. Allow Him to deal with you and deal with you. And I want you to this time close your eyes.